Spencer Balper, the team of the Brass, and Carson Sestouli. This is Fangraphs Audio, my guest on this edition of Fangraphs Audio, making his annual appearance on the program. It's his annual appearance. He's not a baseball writer. He is my 95-year-old grandfather, Philip Sestouli. And what follows? Uh, as he has done over the previous three or maybe four years, my grandfather holds forth on a number of topics of which he has expert knowledge or something approaching expert knowledge. For example, his youth in Bristol, Connecticut, which presidents he does and does not remember. And also the virtues of the California orange as compared to uh, the Florida orange. They're the best eating orange, and they peel very easily, and they break open very easily. A couple of notes. The program this year, as it has in past years, has recorded my grandfather's condominium in Jupiter, Florida, near West Palm Beach. And a second note, my grandfather actually is not 95 right now. His birthday, as he notes, his birthday is in March. But the previous edition was called my 94-year-old grandfather and the one before that, my 93-year-old grandfather. The point is he's going to be 95 very soon. And if you listen to this at the pace of most audience members, of most audience members of Fangraphs Audio, then he will be 95 by the time you actually get along. So that's the point. My grandfather is the entertainment to follow. Following more immediately... As a word from the sponsor, the sponsor is Draft and the Draft app. This is a product about which I've spoken at some length. And what you need to know at this point is that it is a fantasy sports game. It is a daily fantasy sports game. It is similar to DraftKings or FanDuel, except for two things. One, it is not constantly in the news media for its alleged legality or illegality. And number two, it is the first such game designed exclusively for mobile devices. If I could summarize it for you, here's what you do. Download it, register, find an opponent, snake draft. One of you wins, you can wager American currency. That's the entire thing in a nutshell. There are sports like basketball and hockey available besides baseball. So even though this is a program typically dedicated to baseball, one assumes that uh, the listeners of this program have feelings about other sports. Or if not other sports, have feelings about winning money by defeating strangers in contests of skill regarding sport. So there it is. And I and the other thing I have to tell you is that if you apparently if you download this, that it benefits the program. So if you care for Fangraphs Audio, then you should do it. And uh, that's it. Oh, you can get it from iTunes? No, that's not a fact. If you have the iOS operating system, go to the App Store. If you have an Android, go to Google Play or something like Google Play. That constitutes the entirety of the sponsor's message. What you have now is a conversation with my grandfather. What is it? It is Fangraphs Audio. Who does it feature? Philip Sestouli Sr. Philip J. Sestouli Sr. And when does it begin? Right now. I think I have a louder voice than you do now at this point. Don't you think? What's that? I think I might have a louder voice than you at this point. I, sp- I, I talk louder than you. Yeah, that's true. You shout. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, sh- I think sometimes I shout, Grandpa, because you're not, you don't wear both your hearing aids. How many do you have in now? Nothing. I forgot to put it in. My, uh, I was talking to Dad. He said he said you put a new battery in every week. If also, I don't believe that. that how come they only last a week? 
so they can sell more. I guess <laughs> it's true. It seems off. And sometimes it'll last for a week and two days or something like that. You know. But only. But that's that's the the that's the, it. the maximum you think. And so do you. So do you refill them every time? Why do you wear them today? You don't keep them in all the time. No. If I go somewhere to where I want to hear better, you know. But not with your grandson? No, his voice is carries. <laughs> <laughs> your father's voice carries. <laughs> he's allowed. He's a, he's a, I mean, I love him, but he's a, he's pretty good at producing some volume. <laughs> when I visit him um, <clears throat> at his house, you know, he's uh, shuffles around in the morning and makes yeah. coffee, etc. I can always hear him moving around. He's a, he's a, he whistles. Yeah. Already talks uh, to someone, and uh, I always hear him upstairs. So when I wake up, when he wakes up, <laughs> yeah. against, even against my will. Uh, yeah, he's. Now, Grandpa, I looked up uh, Warren G. Harding. Yeah. He was the president. We, you know, over dinner, we were just at Duffy's. You agree with that premise? We were at Duffy's. Yes. We were talking about the president. Yes, I remember. From talking. now back to when you were born. Right. And the president who was in office on the day of your birth was Warren G. Harding. But do you know, because you were born what day? March 6, 1921. <clears throat> um, Harding took office on March 4th, 1921. Yeah? Yeah. Two days before you were born. I didn't hear him then. <laughs> huh? I didn't hear him at that time. Right. Well, he, but he only lasted, he only lasted for two years. He, he was ill, you said. He died of a, uh, cerebral hemorrhage in San Francisco. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And That's apparently a, at the time of his death, this is all just uh, reading the yeah. encyclopedia, apparently at the time of his death he was one of the most popular presidents, but news of many of his extramarital affairs uh, came oh. out following his death, and uh, he's now he's widely regarded as one of the worst presidents in history. <laughs> because he had... Uh, uh, maybe other reasons too. Yeah. I don't know, but he had. There was a lot of scandal in his life that was not, you know, the media landscape was How different. Does at the that president that that happened. It's different now. There's, there's yeah. less uh, less reporting. Yeah, you know, less coverage. So yeah. that's the that's the news about Warren G. Harding. Do you feel yeah. like Do you feel like that's important for you to know? Yes, I think it's. It'd be nice if I had a list. That I could keep and look at it occasionally, you know. Well, who's the first president that you remember? You're a young person. Yeah. Who's the first president you remember? Well, Wilson. I remember the name. You remember the name Wilson? I think he was president before you were born, though. Yeah, but I remember the name of him being talked about. That's when the war, World War One, took place, I believe. That sounds about right, yeah. Yeah, he was in office 1913 to 1921. He was the president right up to Harding. Yeah. yeah. And do you remember who was president 
Like when you became a sentient person, do you remember? Was it? I assume was it Roosevelt, probably. Oh, yeah, Roosevelt. Yeah, I enjoy everybody. Enjoy everybody. Would go home and want to listen to him, and he would say, "My friends." <laughs> <laughs> do you remember? Because I think he was famous, right? For for fireside chats or something like this. Yeah, right? yeah, he was. He had a, the voice, and he was pleasant. Everybody liked him. Mm-hmm. Now, I was also, uh, we, over dinner at Duffy's, and it should be mentioned, we went to Duffy's, and a couple days ago, we went to the Ale House. Right. Also known to some people as Miller's Ale House. And those are the two staples. If every time I visit you, we always go to those two restaurants. Well, yeah, because they're two very popular, especially the Ale House. I always like their selection. A food uh, there, they have a, a wider selection than even Duffy's, but Duffy's has improved too. Now, what did you order? I forget what you ordered at the Ale House. You ordered uh, ca- chicken, cal- chicken parmesan. No, that was at Grande's. At Grande's Italian restaurant, you ordered the chicken oh, parm. Oh, we were at a different restaurant. Yeah, but yeah, two days ago at, at the Ale House. Cal, do you remember? What he ordered? He ate it all, I think, didn't he? He must have eaten it all. Today you had the, uh, you had a beer battered cod. Yeah. And you like cod quite a bit, but it's difficult to get your hands on these days. Well, I didn't like it in that form. You did. I, it I was like, fried. Yeah. You prefer that skin. You can't eat it. You take it off, and so, what does it accomplish? Well, I think they I think they assume that people like the the, the battered outside. French is fried. Yeah, they like it. Well, it's, uh, yes, people like fried stuff, but it's not the health food. Yeah, it's not health food. No, no. I don't think it, they're. I don't think anyone's pretending it's health food, right? Yeah, well, uh, some people do. Yeah. Like French fries, everybody likes them. <laughs> yeah, but they don't think it's healthy, do they? <laughs> That's right. No, they they like them. They enjoy it. They have a nice flavor. Right. Well, I don't know if I'm going to remember what you had. I think you might have had mahi-mahi. At, oh, at one place. At I the did. Ale House, you had mahi-mahi. The first time. Yeah, that's right. You had maybe, a, I don't know if you had a sandwich or whatever, but you had, I think you had mahi-mahi. Yeah. Um, over at dinner... I looked up, we were talking, I was trying to get out of you, because I asked you this a couple days ago, I said, what high school did you attend? And you said, Bristol High School. Right. And I said, what was the mascot of that school? And you did not remember, though. No. To the best of my knowledge, at this point, there are two high schools in Bristol. One of them is Bristol Central High on Walcott. And you yeah. said that, that, and that's not where yours was. No. No. Mine was on the boulevard. It's a, it's a white brick, uh, stone type finish. Very, the only one in town. But I don't think that's a high school anymore. I don't think so either, you know? Yeah. And then the other school was Bristol Eastern High School. Um, but I, that's, that's towards the east. It's on King, King Street or King whatever. Yeah. That's not where, that was established after you left. You were yeah. the class of 1940. That was established in 1959. Yeah. But I asked you, I said, what do you think your mascot was? And you didn't, you didn't know. 
You still no, don't? I don't. I don't remember. And but Bristol Central is the Rams. Did you know if it was the Rams or not? The Lamb. The Rams. The Ram. Yeah. Does that sound familiar? It does, but I don't. I don't connect it with the Bristol High School. Okay. And then I looked up. Uh, I was trying to find uh, out maybe where some of your classmates were. Or I wanted to find a classmate yeah. of yours, and I found the name Vito Colapinto. Right. And you remember Vito. Oh, I know him well. Yeah, I found him on like uh, classmates.com. Yeah. And he was a neighbor, up to, and uh, we oftentimes would be going to school together. Yeah, so. Now, was Vito, would you describe him as, as one of your close friends or a... Or someone you knew from the neighborhood you were friendly with? I was friendly with him. I it was not one of my close friends. Mm-hmm. What do you and and how like how far away from Vito would you have lived? Did I live? Yeah. Oh, probably a quarter. <laughs> quarter. We got a phone call. Uh, yeah, sure. We might put on the Fangraphs hold music right now. It is a telemarketer. Uh. Yeah. <clears throat> so Vito you knew from around now, I found out some things about Vito um, apparently he was quite active in Bristol area sports does, does, do you remember yeah. that? yes um, in his obituary they say his nickname was Lefty Does that? do you remember that? he was a left hand pitcher and he played yeah he played baseball yeah now he played basketball too did he play for the grids? No, no. He did. That was your basketball team. For <laughs> the uh, high school. High school, yeah. Uh, he played for the... Did you, no, you didn't play for the high school. No. You had a separate team. Yeah. And uh, now, uh, what age group would you have been at that time? Well, we were at that time about 18, 19. And who would you, who would you play? Oh, there's other teams around that look for somebody to play. But the, but not like a high school sporting. No, thing. they were just individual teams. Yeah, the different names and so forth, and we didn't have a good team. <laughs> and and the, one of the reasons is I hate to talk about him. He died. But his father said, "I will pay for the the outfits if you let my son play." Yeah. So we says, okay, we'll let him play. And he was like about five by five. <laughs> five by five? Oh, yeah. Short and stuff. And he was so funny to see him dribble down the, the court, you know? No, but he got playing time, though. Oh, we had, yeah, we gave him time. We gave everybody. We were fair people. You were, yeah. Gave them all the opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> what was your record, you think? Our record? Yeah. Well, if we played ten games, we probably lost nine. <laughs> <laughs> what did you? Um, what position did, would you play typically? Well, I was more of a forward. Mm-hmm. What was your game? Were you? Did you 
Did you play the post? Did you have a good outside shot? Uh, well, I'd take any shot I could. <laughs> <laughs> what member what member of the mid 1980s Boston Celtics did you most resemble as a basketball player? Were you more of a of a Larry Bird grandpa, a Robert Parrish, a Kevin McHale? They didn't play well, the team that I knew was the Celtics. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If those now, it wasn't a school. This was a, a individual team called yeah. the Celtics. Oh, really? Yeah. Where were they? They were uh, right across the street from the library. They had a they were a club and they had a, a, a little rental there, I guess. And they would often time come up on Gridley Street, we put a post up outside. Yeah. And they used to love to come up and play. And we used to play better outside than inside. Okay. Oh, yeah. And we, there was gay, uh, gay, uh, gay posts and myself, uh, Cedric Sarges played, uh. Gabe Holtz, you said? Huh? Gabe Holtz? No. Oh, I thought you said Gabe. Who, what was one of the names you said? You said before Cedric Sargis. Gabe? Gabe Poets. Gay. G-A-Y. Like a per- okay. It sounds like a gay person. Yeah, okay. Poets. P-O-T-Z. Poets. Was he Polish? Where is he from? He was there. He was born. And yeah. He was a good a good pitcher. He Did he play for the high school team? Yeah. Okay. But he played with, for our team too, and, and this, but we also the this Celtic team. We used to give each other a good game, you know. Uh-huh. And, and we and yet in a court we would never be able to do it. But outside basketball is different, and so uh, we we uh, and they enjoyed it. They used to come up. They walked all the way from up. Across from us off of North Main Street, okay. Across from the library, Bristol Library, and they would walk all the way up to our place because they enjoyed playing with us. Now, were they all Irishmen? No, not really. No, no. no. That's just the name they selected. Okay. So this was a thing that would happen. You'd have just area club teams. You would yeah. play each other. Yeah. Now, now if you. Did you have a? Did you have an? Was there an official scorer who kept score? Was there a referee? Uh, uh, yes, they had, we'd have a referee. Oh yeah, yeah. Because otherwise it'd get pretty dirty. <laughs> <laughs> but so, uh, oh yeah, we played you know pretty uh, you know organized game. Okay, but again, it's outside is different. You know, you had. Lines you make so we know when you're out of out of the court. Yeah, and so, uh, but it was a, it was I enjoyed those games because they were for real and they were supposedly a better team, but they weren't always. They they would be. We'd give them a game. That they uh, they enjoyed because it was not just the pushover. Now, would you have uh, spectators? Yeah, there'd be a lot of the neighbors who'd come out and uh-huh. watch. Uh, yeah. Now, would well, you like? Would your mom come out to watch? Because I know that you had a very close no. relationship to your mother. 
uh, she didn't she didn't she didn't understand sports and she, she didn't really uh, have that interest. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, when people who come from the old country, they they just don't have that sort of activity. Do you think it seemed? Do you think it seemed frivolous to your mother? No, I guess she felt it was something we enjoyed. It wasn't rough basketball. It was not very rough. Mm-hmm. There were sometimes some people got a little pushy and uh-huh. so forth. Now you wouldn't have you wouldn't have sworn or anything, would you have? You wouldn't, you wouldn't use uh, cuss cuss words. I never did in my life. You never did. Never swore. Not not even if you stub a toe. No, even the word D A M N. I I I don't feel comfortable to say it. What about when I, my father was misbehaving as a young person? Never cursed at him. All right. They never cursed in the house. My presence never. No. They know that I didn't approve of it. Yeah. I says you you don't need that. There's enough words in the English language that you can express yourself. You don't have to curse. Mm-hmm. That doesn't help. Now, I've noticed that Callie and I have been here for a couple of days. Yeah. I noticed that sometimes you'll sort of uh, sigh or yawn and you say, Dear Lord. Yeah. You say, Dear well, Lord. Yeah, well, that's when something <laughs> isn't going exactly right. <laughs> I say, Just Dear Lord. Dear In Lord. other words, What's going on? <laughs> What's happening? Well, I think you were doing it while you were work. You were balancing your checkbook, I think. Oh yeah, yeah well, because I was getting tired and I was getting uh, confused. Yeah, and I used to be so good at that. Yeah, but I, I lost the interest. But I still have to do it. Yeah, and uh, but. Uh, the word "dear Lord" is just expresses your frustration. Uh huh. Yeah. So. Now I want to ask you about. I want to ask you about temperatures, Grandpa. Because weather, te- temperature. Well, in part, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we're here. It's been a, yeah. in the mid sixties, the last couple of days. That's, that's slow. Right. For <laughs> this time of the year, especially, yeah. it doesn't often happen. Okay. Now. I looked at your thermostat the other day, yeah. and your thermostat was set at 78 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that seems very warm. And yeah. I'm wondering, how long have, for how long have you had your thermostat set at 78 degrees, Grandpa? Since I've been here. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I figured, you know, I always said 78 outside with a with seventy eight, so what's the perfect temperature? Seventy eight with a gentle breeze. Not a gentle breeze, Grandpa. Well, a pleasant light uh, now, breeze. Now, what? And what's heavier, a gentle breeze or a light breeze? Gentle. Gentle's heavier. No, they're about <laughs> the same. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you got so seventy eight with either a gentle. Or a light breeze, yeah. and the and the sun is out. That's another you like. With the sun is out, seventy eight. Sun, yeah. Oh yeah, you gotta have mm. the sun. So now you're bringing the outdoors inside right. by setting the thermostat to seventy eight. Exactly. No, but that's when you, why they have both of them on that room. They have the outside and the inside. Yeah. Why do they do that? 
they on Chile know what the temperature is outside and inside. Right now, and you know they're always quite close. They're, although they're, they're probably three or four degrees different, uh, they're warmer inside than it is outside. Now, when you now when you were raising a family in the sixties and seventies, yeah. and you had a house and you were working, yeah. were you setting the thermostat at seventy-eight degrees? Grandpa? No, that's we set the furnace. We didn't usually have an inside uh, temperature uh, to gauge what, what it was. Outside in the window, we had the outside sure. temperatures. But you didn't have a thermostat inside to set it? Well, sometimes we have a thermometer yeah. where, uh, where you can see that what the temperature is, but it was not a big issue. So how would you set the temperature? How would you create heat? Well, how would you how would you increase? Because we set it for what the furnace is, and then we that's what we set it at. And then you would go off of that. If it was too warm, you'd turn it down. Yeah, and, okay, yeah. all right. Like I've done here. Uh, sometimes it got too warm, especially when I walked by this doorway. It comes right down at you. Right. Well, you said today, you said, you said you was walked through it and you said, doesn't that feel good? That warm breeze. Yeah. Sometimes, it, because it blows right on you and it's pretty warm. Do you think that as you've gotten older, you've come to appreciate warmer temperatures more? Well, I must because that's why I came to Florida. Right. To get the warmer weather. Yeah. So I must enjoy the warmer weather, more so than cold weather. When's the last time you shoveled, do you think? Uh, the last time you shoveled. last time I shoveled must be about 20 years ago. And do you, so wait, what is that, like the, the mid-90s, the middle of the 1990s. Yeah. And do you think that you knew at the time that it was the last time you would shovel? No. 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 Because you're probably not going to shovel again. <laughs> because you come down here in That's what? Right. O- in October. Yeah. And you don't go back till May typically. Yeah. You're not running into a lot of snow. No. That's the purpose of it. Yeah, right. I'm, t- we, I'm tired of the snow. We had enough. You know, <laughs> my age, I had a lot of snow in my <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> uh, do you, uh, so, so you, at the time, you did not necessarily know that it was the last time you were shoveling. No, not at the time. But no. looking back, now you know there's a specific time, yeah. sometime in the middle of the 90s, and you shoveled for the last time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's hard to remember. It's probably... Because uh, now you come down in October, and you stay until May, but you used to... Yeah. When you, uh, you and Grandma used to come down in, uh, used to come here to Florida for two weeks. Yeah, not here. We didn't own it. Yeah, you know, you know, in, in the, in the, you bought here in 85. Yeah. Yeah, from like 84 80, and I, we moved in yeah. in 85. So some, for like, I think 10 years after that, you would, you would come down here for two weeks. You'd go back up to Massachusetts. You'd stay there till New Year's, and then you would drive down.
I think that's what uh, you would we do. We used to drive here. My, well, that's when my, my my wife, Virginia, we used to drive and alternate, and every two hours we would change. Mm-hmm. And so that neither one of us gets tired, and so it worked out well. But she used to love to drive down here. I didn't love it. There's no. a lot of traffic, a lot of trucks. Well, where do you go through? You go down like 95 most of the way, like through yeah. D.C. and yeah, 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 95, and it comes, which comes all the way down here. Yeah, but then I, once we get, we would stop in Virginia the first night, the second night we would stop in the uh, in Georgia. Okay. And we were only 23 miles from the line. The Florida border. Florida line. And so we figured we, we figured we were there, but we didn't realize once we got in there from Jacksonville down to Jupiter, you know, it took a couple hours. Yeah, that's a, it's, a, it's a long state. Yeah. Yeah. Now here's a question with regard to heating again. Yeah. We're talking about heating now, Grandpa. What, in the house? Yeah, but I'm curious. I asked you about your heating now, and I asked you about it in the 60s and the 70s. When you were a young man, say yeah. when you were 10 or 15, how did you heat your house then when you were living uh, in Bristol, Connecticut? As we, it wasn't important to us. We didn't even think about it. We yeah, but how did you – what was your form of heat? Was it a wood stove or something like that? Oh, the wood, yeah, we had wood and coal. Okay. Yeah, both, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And then you shovel a little coal on top every once in a while mm-hmm. to keep it warm. And then in the winter time, our dessert was a sweet potato, put it in the oven, take a spoon and, and eat it. And I still do that. <clears throat> No, with the stove. So the stove, the the cooking stove and the heating stove. Yeah. Were they the same thing? Or? Oh yeah. We'd open the oven, the door in the oven uh-huh. to get some heat, you know. Right. And but we would close it to bake the sweet potato, and then cut it in half and take a spoon and eat it. Where you buy the sweet potato? Where? Yeah. On the markets. Who was, what markets? Do you remember the markets? Well, name? AMP at that time, uh, the, uh, uh, there was another, oh, F- uh, Fulton Market, uh, and there was one other one besides, it was like AMP, but it was different company. But, uh, not, were they like the supermarkets that, were, like, we went to, uh, Publix uh, yesterday? No way. Smaller? They, they didn't have, the, the inventory that you have today, and they didn't have a display like they do. Some people did. They would put them in boxes and put them out the front door of the store just to attract your attention. And, uh, and you would, you know, you'd buy what you want. You'd pick out what you want. They wouldn't say anything. So now, like, uh, if you're in the winter, I assume winters in Bristol, Connecticut, were quite cool, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so who uh, who starts the oven up in the morning or the stove in the morning? Because I assume it's quite cold in the house by the morning well, time. 
we were young, so it would be my parents. You yeah, know? yeah. And they would wake up and yeah, start it was the oven. cold. Yeah, the same thing with iron. They would ha- have an iron that you heat on the stove. On the stove top, and yeah, then, and then use it first, and then to get cool, you put it on the stove again. Yeah. So I remember those things. Yeah. And where would you get the fuel from the the wood and the and the coal? Where would you go for well, that? Well, a lot of times if you lived in a place where you had property, you you cut down a tree and saw it up and and you'd make logs. But otherwise, you buy it. You know, from the same markets as the the AMP. Well, some of the, a lot of the markets used to sell a package of they wrap something around it. And they put different number of logs in there. Mm-hmm. So you'd always have it available when it got chilly. Yeah. Uh, you, you said your your father, well, he passed away when you were young, I think eight, right? Yeah. But he he had uh, he had planted uh, fruit trees on your property. Oh, yeah. We had them all. Yeah? We had... Couple of cherry trees, different kind of cherries. We had apple trees, couple of apple trees. We had pear trees. They would be loaded. I can still see them. They would the branches would hang down to the ground because there were so many on there. And uh, then there was a grapes along the side, and they'd have, which would be. The different type of grape. Now, did he have like a, was there like a pergola uh, or something arbor, like that? yeah. An arbor, okay, all right. Yeah, and so, but everybody used to admire it. And we had something like that. But uh, this is, of course, then when my mother remarried, we moved up there in Crown Street, mm-hmm. and that's where we had property and we had raspberries in the back of the house, raspberry bushes, mm-hmm. and uh, but we used to, my brother and I used to turn over the soil in, in the yard where we, my, my father would plant it mm-hmm. in there, the food that he wanted to raise. And we had a good garden, and my mother used to do a lot of the work outside there under the arbor, the grape arbor. Mm-hmm. So we had a, a good life, but we didn't know what we were missing. You know, we, we kept whatever we have. Now you, now I know, at the you didn't you didn't have as many uh, fruit trees. Did you ever think about planting fruit trees on your property, or did you not uh, particularly? It just didn't resonate well, with you, like in Weston. Uh, yeah, we planted an apple tree and a pear tree, but the pears and peaches, believe it or not. But the birds would eat and throw the, the, the pits on the lawn, and they would ruin my lawn because I spent, <laughs> I used to take care of my own lawn. I spent a lot of time on it. So I cut the tree down. You did? Yes, I didn't want them. Well, how do you lawn. protect it from birds? You need a scarecrow. Well, no, I cut the tree down. But, you know, I had blueberry bush in the back of the house. Yeah. It used to produce a lot of blueberries. 
what the birds, as soon as they turned blue, the birds would go in and eat the food. How did you, Well, how did your father protect his uh, pears and his berries from the birds? Did he have any strategies for that? Oh, no, there was, uh, no, there was no strategy then. <laughs> it was just did whatever they thought of and whatever they knew because uh-huh. a lot of them had experience from, from the past, you know. Yeah. Now, did did you have a scarecrow on your property when you were young? <laughs> yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we didn't have any scarecrow. No. But uh, we always had a lot of fruit, you know. Well, you love fruit. I love fruit. That's maybe why I love it because we always had... Some fruit. You're serious about fruit. Oh, yeah. I know that you, you, you're like, <clears throat> like the way that a drug dealer might, uh, might force a... Oh, I'm a, addicted to fruit. You're yeah. addicted to fruit. <laughs> yeah. And I know that I'm with you, and I especially remember growing up, yeah. you would say, Carson, you want some, cause you love melon. Oh, yeah. You love cantaloupe, you love honeydew. I like watermelon. You like watermelon, and you would yeah. always, you'd always really try and sell it to me. Carson, yeah. do you want Carson? Do you want this honeydew? This is good honeydew. Do you want this cantaloupe? Yeah. And I'd be like, I don't know. I, I'm pretty full. And he'd be like, Oh, you got room for? Well, you feel if the, at the ends if it's beginning to get soft. Yeah. You, you realize it, it's it's ripe. Yeah. If not, you cut it open. You can still keep it together and, and, and maybe help. If you want, feel you want it to get more ripe, so you don't. You know, melons are like that. You can take care of them, put them on the counter, and uh, and let them get some heat, so they uh, actually will always be more ripe when you're ready to eat it. Well, I also know you're very particular about your about the integration of fruit. Into your breakfast cereal. Yes. You have a very specific I, uh, procedure. I put the cereal in there and I have a special cereals that I like. And I put, first of all, bananas. Yep. Then I put layer of strawberry and I put them, I place them. Well, you have, because you have usually the frozen strawberry, but you also use the fresh well, strawberry. I, I usually use the fresh ones there. But you I cut mean, them up into smaller pieces, yeah. maybe to quadrants yeah. or something. So I have, I have them all over. Then the blue, the blueberries I put on the top. Yeah. And, and anywhere there's a, there's a space, I put some blueberries in there. Right, and I know that, I know that if, um, for example, if we're your, your house back in Massachusetts, I know that if I'm preparing breakfast, you will put out the fruit. But if I begin to arrange the fruit improperly on my cereal, that you will sometimes get flustered just <laughs> watching me, yes. because I think you have a strong sense of what is right and what is wrong. Well, I, I do. I mean, people think because it's, it's not necessary, they just pour it on there like your father does. Yeah. Just takes it, pours out bunches of... But you're a little bit more meticulous about it. Yeah. Yeah. You have some. I place them. (laughs) I do. So I have, you know, a taste of the, of each fruit 
all the way around the the area, and I can you know always have some when I pick up a spoonful. There's always some either blueberries or strawberries or banana on the spoon. Now I know you also have uh, some strong feelings about oranges, and in particular, I think I think you have a strong opinion on. California oranges versus other types. Oh, yeah. Well, they're the best eating orange, and they peel very easily, and they break open very easily. And uh, Now, you live in Florida, though, which is also known for oranges. Yeah, those are good for juice. <laughs> they're not really good to eat. So the eating they, oranges are California oranges, yeah, in your opinion. They try to come out with a California-type but there's no the flavor isn't there. It's not the same. What is the? How could you? Do, I understand that it's difficult to describe taste. But if you were to characterize the the flavor of the California orange, how would you do it? Well, I would peel the skin off and break up, open the the orange, and break pieces off, cut one in half, and taste it. And what does it taste like? Oh. It's, if it's just right, sweet and so forth, you you uh, then know the time to eat it because it's both times. Sometimes you get an orange; it's just more pleasant to eat than some other ones. They look alike, mm-hmm. but uh, some of them just have that special flavor where it's it's very enjoyable to eat. <clears throat> Now, Grandpa, the uh, the presidential elections are coming up, right? Yeah. <clears throat> if there was a candidate who delivered a passionate speech on his or her taste for California oranges, do you think you would be more inclined to vote for that candidate, regardless of party well, or other? I don't take that into consideration. No, it's not. You don't think it's important. For a candidate, no. You don't think that if a candidate felt strongly in favor of California oranges, maybe that would signal a certain degree of yeah, of well, reason? I would, as, a, as a, an extra benefit, yeah, you can't <laughs> turn it down because it's, you know, it's, you know, it's very pleasant to eat. Yeah. Now, which of the candidates do you think, if just knowing what you know, which of the candidates do you think most enjoys a California orange? Just based on every. What you know about the candidates, if you were to guess which one most yeah. enjoys an orange, a California orange. Yeah. Well, I, I, even though he's a Republican, yeah. I, I think, uh, what's his name, the leader of the Republican Party. Uh, you mean Trump? Yeah. Well, Trump, the, yeah. the, he's ahead in the polls, yeah. yeah you think yeah. among all the candidates, Donald Trump well, is... Well, he's kind of unusual. Well, he looks a little bit like an orange, don't you think? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he he does so many things, and, and, you know, he's got so much money that he does as he pleases. And you so you think that he's most likely to enjoy it, an orange? Yeah. Oh yeah, I think he enjoy any food, I guess. You think? <laughs> <laughs> but the, you know, he's an unusual character. Yes, he, he absolutely. You know, he is. just again he criticizes. Yeah, all right. We're not gonna uh, we're not gonna get into that, Grandpa. Let's see. I have a couple more questions uh, for you. 
Oh, yeah. The, I forgot to ask you this, but I, I was looking at uh, Vito Colapinto's uh, obituary there. Yeah. And the family requested that money be donated to St. Anthony's Church. Yeah. And I was wondering, was that your church when you were growing up? Yeah. St. Anthony's. Yeah. You That's were, where we got married. You and Grandma. Yeah. You got married. How many people at your wedding? Oh, we didn't have a large wedding because she didn't know anybody. She just came from Iowa. And her family didn't, they didn't come out for the they wedding. They couldn't yeah. afford to come out. They would love to have come out. And so. And when was that? The wedding was in 1875? Was that right? I guess so. <laughs> it's just, uh, well, it must because I was, we were married 65 years. Yeah, wow. And I tell people, and that's with the same woman. I was married 65 years, yeah. not with three wives. No, I understand. I got yeah. you. Yeah. I saw her for a bunch of those years. Yeah. Yeah, so. And so, but St. Anthony's Church was, that was your church. Yeah, but we, we had that at a hall downtown where I invited uh, some, several people. I invited some of my friends who came. <laughs> they don't give you any money. Just come and visit and eat. Now, what about Vito Colapinta? Did he go to your wedding? No, no. How about, uh, how about Cedric Sargis? Yeah. He was on your t- your basketball team. Yes. How about Gay uh, Potts? No, uh, 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 he didn't play. He was on the t- my uh, uh, softball team. Okay. What about you had another friend, Earl Carabini? Yes. Did he go to your wedding? I don't know. There was three. Dom, Dom Scalia came, I know, and Cedric Sargis. And one other person came, and I don't remember who it was. But, you know, uh, just because of our friendship, they came. But there weren't many people there, though. Well, we didn't invite many. Uh, although a lot of people gave us money, and I it helped us to go going to our, uh, our trip. We went to New York and then Iowa, and so we, and we had the, you know, some money to do so. But I know, I know at that point, something that happened that I was so surprised and, well, I wasn't really surprised, but my mother, as we got married and we were moving to Waterbury, she gave me $3,000. Who did? My mother. I oh. said, what's that for? She says, that's the money you sent me. I said, well, that was for you. And she says, no, I didn't spend a penny of it. I put it in the bank in your name, and here's the result. And that started us out in our in our life when we got married. Hey, <clears throat> Grandpa, I want to tell you something. I just looked up uh, your friend... Uh, your friend... Uh, Earl? No, Dom, I think it was. Dom Scalia. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, here's an article from the uh, the Bristol Press in 2012. And someone had uh, sent in a, a photo from World War II. And um, it, it says the World War II photo. This is from an article from, 19, yeah. uh, from 2012. It says the World War II photo in Thursday's column captured Bristol boys at a goodbye banquet 
before going into the military. Yeah. The author of this piece, uh, who was named Bob Montgomery, he identified someone named Jocko Yard. Yeah. Did you know Jocko? Yeah. Jocko Yard. Oh, he was a showman. And he asked, and this author asked readers to identify other people. Well, Dorothy Spooner called. Do you know Dorothy Spooner? And she told me the good-looking fellow on the bottom is her husband, Edwin Hawk Spooner. Did you know Hawk Spooner? Spooner. Uh, Oh, yeah. yeah. And then uh, Vito Calapinto called. Yeah? And he said the same and added three more names from this that he identified in this photo. I didn't know that. He identified the fellow to the right of Jocko as being Nick Massaro. Hell yeah. You remember yeah, Nick Massaro? He was on Park Street. Okay. He also recognized where Gay Potts and Dom... Gay Potts lived on Gridley Street. And Dom Scalia. Yeah. Dom is furthest on the right and two faces over to the left is Guy. Or Gay. So it was a photo with Gay Potts of Dom Scalia, uh, Nick Massaro, and Hawk Spooner... All together in a photograph. Yeah, and then yeah. J- and Jocko Yard. They were all at well, a... Well, see, I think they played with the Celtics, too. Those guys? Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. the not the Boston Celtics. No, no. no. Yeah, the Boston... <laughs> not, <laughs> not the one in Boston, <laughs> yeah. no. The, this was the team in Bristol. Yeah. Uh, and they had a, cl- a little club, and they had a... A basketball team. Yeah. They're the ones that came up and, and played outside with us. Uh, and they challenged us to play with them. And they were amazed that we gave them a run for their money. So you play differently when you're outside than you do in a court. <laughs> and Gay Pulse was, was there, and Gay Pulse and I. And then we would, on Sundays, we would bowl. You would bowl? So it all together? Well, we would make teams and we would play each other and we would bet maybe a dollar or something like that uh-huh. and the winner would t- would take the the, the pot uh-huh. and we used to play in the alleys across from the theater on the second floor but those were the duck pins in those days the small you get three balls uh-huh. They that's kind of become an antiquated wait candle is it the same as candle pin uh, now, candle pins got s- s- uh, pins that are up straight. Oh, okay, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, this was where you get three balls, uh-huh. and and you you roll it, you play the game same way. You get try to get a strike or a spare, and and we used to have some interesting games. Every Sunday we would play. And, but that game is now antiquated because you, they replaced it with the with the two ball big pins. The big ones, yeah, 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 yeah. the big balls. So, <clears throat> yeah, so it's a different game. But I, I learned to play that. But I didn't enjoy it as much as I was good at the duck pins. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, last question, Grandpa, before I relieve you of your duties here. Before you fulfill your obligations to the to this program, yeah. is uh, <clears throat> are you satisfied, Grandpa? Because frequently when we talk on the phone, yeah. you ask me about my job, right. and you will say, uh, "Have you gotten a promotion? Have you have you yeah. gotten a, a raise, etc.?" Yeah. But 
But do you remember what I told you? What uh, my uh, boss, yeah, he, David Appleman, said. He he said. I said, David, my grandfather's concerned about my job title. And then what did he say? Pick anyone. Pick anyone. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the question: I can choose whatever I want. What do you think I should choose for my job title? What you should choose? Yeah. What do you think I should choose? I'll get the. I'll get business cards made. A special supervisor. A special supervisor? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will, <laughs> I will use that. He would appreciate that because he, he thinks you're special. I remember meeting him. You met David Appleman? Where did you guys uh, meet? I don't know where we met. I don't know where you would have met, but I believe you, I guess. Yes. Yeah? Special well, supervisor. Yeah. Oh, I'll do it. It sounds a little bit like I'm responsible, like I'm a security guy. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> no you, you, because of your interest, your skill, yeah. you you are able to help other people. And, right. he, <clears throat> and he appreciates right. you. I will, I will officially uh embrace the job title special supervisor okay all right i'll do it all right well grandpa i want to say it is it has been a privilege a privilege to speak with you again Uh, i think this is a handshake okay this is i think what your fourth or fifth year doing this now right oh yeah we're gonna go on stage pretty soon now this is earlier in the year than i usually come to visit i'm usually here in the middle of march yeah yeah but I won't, but now we're here in the beginning. I know you always came once because you used to go to all the ball games. I right. went with you once or twice. Well, you didn't like it though because your well, neck the was hot. Sun would be in my neck. You I didn't like you it. You sat yeah. next to me. Yeah, and you would you put something around my neck. I think it felt better, right? Maybe a yeah. little bit protect yeah. your neck. Did, were you wearing sunscreen, Grandpa? No, no, no. Now you're not as tan now as you usually are when you're down here. You used to. I don't know if you remember, Grant, but when you used to come down here, you would come back up. You looked like a big olive because you were so <laughs> – your skin gets so tan. Yeah. And now you don't – I think you don't spend as much I time on – I don't sit in the sun very Yeah, I know. You look like a big olive. Yeah. That should be your nickname. That will be your job description, big <laughs> olive. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank you, though, Grandpa. Yeah. You, you know I love you. And I love you, too. Yeah. All right. And uh, we'll do this next year. Right. All right. All right. Well, uh, that has been Philip John Sestuli Sr. And what is your job title? Big Olive? You'll be the Big <laughs> Olive. <laughs> I am Carson Sestuli, the, uh, the special supervisor of Fangraphs.com. Uh, and this has been Fangraphs Audio. Very good. Thank you. <laughs>